When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, and I'm here with Espo and Gerald Bourget. Uh, guys, how you feeling up? Short week for us, right? We've got a different blank wall behind me. But, uh, still at the undisclosed location of the uh, of the new studios. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and uh, PHNX's new studios weren't built in 21. So. <laughs> yes, we're working on it. But I'm also in a similar undisclosed location. Not the same one, but very similar, if you can't tell from the background. I know. I feel like we've already let all of our viewers down today. Samuel, Eric, both were like, can't wait to see the new studio. And then we came on and they're like, oh, yes, it's not today. Never mind. Sorry, guys. Um, as Espo said, Rome was not built in a day. Our studio is almost there. The plan is for this Friday. Fingers crossed. Everything goes well. Don't hold um, your breath, though. That's all I'm going to say. But it is an exciting <laughs> week. We are approaching our one-year anniversary, and that's yeah. really special. This upcoming Friday is our one-year anniversary of having PHNX and having all of you here with us and just creating this really cool thing that we got to do together. So that's exciting. I'm happy about that. Yeah, Lindsay, it's my wife and then you and women I've been in relationships the longest ever <laughs> with. Uh, so that's uh, that's the way it ranks right now. Uh, uh, is it bad I was going to make a similar joke just about PHNX instead of Being your longest relationship. Yes. <laughs> this is the second longest relationship I've ever been in, but it's hey, great. Hey, <laughs> congrats, you guys. You did it. It's not. Look at it's you. Not. Look it's, at you. It's a lot. What is that? <laughs> I still haven't got Miami yet, damn it. I thought at least a year was all it would take, but apparently it's going to take more. So Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there, Espo. Plus, low-key, they're a little overrated. One is great. Beyond <laughs> that, it's like, ah, oh, whatever. They're a little overrated, except for these two right above me, and that's Lindsay right now. No, I'll be honest. Getting your first one is is super dope. It's awesome. But then beyond that, it's like, okay, well... Unless it's for something different or a different category, you're kind of just like, I just want one as like a claim to fame to an example to an extent. And then Fine, you're if just you like, don't want yeah. two, I'll take the other one. My problem solved. <laughs> it would just be <laughs> nice to your be name out. It'll be fine. There you go. Uh, All right. By the way, go hold ahead. on. Philip uh, Vaughn in the chat says it just got awkward. LOL. Thanks, Espo. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm on this show. That's literally in his contract that once a week he has to make the show really awkward and uncomfortable for everybody. So he's just doing his job, you guys. He's just I doing am. his job. And we have no HR, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the latest news around the Phoenix Suns. And of course, the topic of the day, NBA 2K ratings are here, and I know we all have feelings. So 
We'll start with our guy, D Book, the cover athlete for NBA 2K23. He has an overall rating of 91. Without bringing in other ratings into consideration, how do you guys feel about 91 for Book? You know, when you look at his progression, I, I mean, it makes sense in terms of where he's been at the start each each year. And his rookie year was at 72, uh, second year 78, then 85, 87. It's weird. He took a step back in 19, uh, which was 86, then 87 and 90. I mean, it kind of makes sense in terms of of where he's been. Is it worthy of the guy that finished fourth in MVP voting? Uh, probably. I mean, when you look at some of the other guys where you look at, uh, you know, I know we're not supposed to bring other people in yet, so I'll, I'll keep my mouth closed. But where he's been, it makes sense. So, Yeah, if you, I agree with Espo. If you just look at the journey his individual rating has gone on, it kind of makes sense. I personally would have given like a 92 or a 93 um, and I understand that when we talk about like MVP voting, it, it does factor in how good the Suns were as a team, because if you're looking just at individual numbers as the basis for your MVP or for these ratings, like no book doesn't quite measure up to some of these other guys we'll talk about. But like I do think that it's worth mentioning. He is the best player on what was the best team in the NBA and has been for the last two years. So I, I feel like that should give him a little bit extra, maybe one or two points. But I, you can't be mad about a 91, but I do think it should have been one or two points higher. You'd think being on the cover would give you like five extra points because <laughs> right. now all this does is is feed that whole, oh, he doesn't deserve to be on the cover. He was only mm. a 91. Yeah. You know, like you would think they'd just be like 96 just because we put him on the cover, you know? <laughs> I mean, at least one or two extra points, right? Yeah. Like, come on. The rollout for Book being on the cover was was pretty extensive. The first of its kind for any um, athlete. Sorry, that's my cat. Uh, <laughs> Glad you explained that. Visually, that a, was bizarre. There's just a tail that floated across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I feel like if I were the person who were giving out ratings, I would have picked like 92, 93 as well. Um, but let's now discuss based on other rankings around the league. So here are the top overall ratings. So we've got Giannis at the top with a 97, uh, LeBron 96, Steph Curry, KD, Nikola Jokic, Embiid all, also 96. You got Luka at 95, Kawhi at 94. And this is where it starts to get a little bit iffy. You got John Morant, Jason Tatum, and Jimmy Butler at 93. So... From everything I've seen on social media, John Morant and Jason Tatum being at 93, Devin being at 91 is what everyone kind of seems to, to see as like a little bit egregious or disrespect or whatever feelings you have towards that. I know you guys have some, so I suppose you want to start us with this one. Well, the one that confuses me is why is Kawhi at a 94? We haven't seen this guy play meaningful basketball in a while. Like if if I'm in this, I drop him a notch. And once he comes back and proves it, then he moves up in uh, in rankings. Right. Because we don't know. I mean, there's it's a big question mark with him. But then I was looking at, you know, and Jason Tatum is is the one that I think people gravitate towards right because that's the guy that seems to be comparable 
to book right now. You know, made his made his first finals appearance last year uh, in a similar tier as Devin Booker. And you look at his progression through the ratings, and he was an he was an eighty seven two years ago, a ninety last year, very much like Booker. So why is there that two point separation? Is it simply because last year wasn't as as good for Booker in the playoffs? And if that's the case. Shouldn't Booker have been rated higher after going to the finals the year before in a similar fashion to what Tatum did? I don't get that. I I understand John Morant because he's a highlight machine, right? Which goes, there's factors for for dunking and highlights and and all that 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 go into this. So I kind of get that. Jimmy Butler has been a top star for longer than Booker. So I kind of understand that as well. But Tatum's the one. I don't understand the the two point gap there uh, between the two guys and and skill level. I don't think there I don't think there is that much of a gap uh, between the two of them. Yeah, I, I'm kind of intrigued by that because like we've talked about this with John Morant and Booker before when we've been talking about you know MVP ratings and and All NBA teams and All Star voting. We've we've frequently had to pit these two against each other, and it's interesting because with Book it was always you know, he, because he was on losing teams, his individual success didn't matter. And John Morant has been, you know, he was drafted into a good position with a team that could win with a lot of young talent around him. And he's performed really well. So I get that part of it. Oh, sauce here. Oh, look at that. You got Monroe's and he just, Oh my God, that is devastating. How, he didn't he just, even ask you if you wanted some. He just, he just ordered it and then rubbed it into your face. He just flashed an open box of Monroe's hot chicken in front of me and then walked away. <laughs> How am I supposed and, to do a show after this? Just go steal some and come back. Oh, do you so even remember mad. your thought now? I'm so mad. No, because the smell of Monroe's juicy chicken just wafted into my nostrils. And now I'm my mind is, oh, I'm so mad. Oh, no. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I can't even collect yeah. myself. This you is were devastating. talking. You were talking about Jaw though and his situation, and yet he found himself in a better situation. I just wonder if the point differential there is based on athleticism, because you can't argue that Devin Booker's on the same level of athleticism as right. Jaw Morant. You can't. I mean, in no world. Can you argue that unless Devin Booker gets a trampoline and Jaw doesn't uh, in, in playing? So I. I I get that if that's the differentiator between the two. Yeah, it's probably athleticism, maybe dunking ability too. I I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Book should have, especially as the cover athlete, like should have a higher rating than a guy who's been in the league for two or three years. Like I, I get it. The Grizzlies have had a much quicker rise to prominence than Book and the Suns have had. But like we've that's talked about this so many entirely. times, right? Right. Team fit is all it's all about the teammates you have around you. And I feel like book somehow even we're, we're going to continue beating this drum, even as the cover athlete is still somehow underrated in his own game where he's the cover. Can we Shane? Can we throw the uh, the ratings back up the top players here? Because when you when you look at it, I mean, Giannis is only a 97, right? LeBron's a 96. Like. There's some grading on a curve here even because there's nobody that reaches 99 mm-hmm. in this game. So really book is six six rating points away from the best player in the league. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it in that way, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, the two-time MVP only has 
uh, five uh, five more ratings points than Devin. So when you look at it in that range, I kind of get it more. But when you get myopic and you look at Jaw and Tatum, that's that's where it's difficult, you know. Right. Honestly, if Jaw, sorry, Liz, if if Jaw and Jason Tatum are ninety threes, book should be a ninety three. Like it's simple as that. I could understand people would make the case for Tatum as slightly better than book in the ratings because he's probably a little bit better of a defender, but like scoring wise, they're pretty equivalent and jaw like jaw is fantastic, but it does feel like a little bit too much too soon. I, I feel like if those guys are 93s book should be a 93. I would even take 92 yeah. to be honest with you. Like I'm at, when you separate the comparison part of this, 91 mm. is a solid overall rating for book. Like getting cracking into that, those 90s numbers is awesome for him. And I believe if my Google search was correct, which um, we all know how Google works these days, but I believe he's the top rated shooting guard in mm-hmm. NBA 2K23. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty awesome thing, like achievement to have for him. So I don't want to discredit this rating by any means, but I wish it was a little bit closer, at least 92 next to those guys, or like you guys were saying, 93 put them in the same group as far as 2K ratings go. But at the end of the day, I'll be honest, I do think we put a little bit too much emphasis on 2K ratings <laughs> as far as um, how we judge players or the clout that comes with it or bragging rights or whatever, because we're talking about a video game here at the end of the day. Um, and while it's fun, and I'm sure people win money off of 2K, it's not like real life. Yeah, but the the thing is, it's not just us. It's the players that take it so damn seriously (laughs) as well. You got Kevin Durant on social today sitting there complaining that he's not a 99. Like you've got players, lower level players that weren't announced today, reaching out to Ronnie 2K, basically bowing down and kissing the ring so they can get their rating. Like it's, this is serious business for the players. And that's the craziest part to me is that they care i'm i'm glad though it's not like and here's the old man get off my lawn portion of the (laughs) show today but when i was a kid you got the game and the ratings didn't change because you you couldn't connect to the internet or anything it was this is the rating and he'd be that now if he comes out on fire otherworldly in the first few weeks of the season you'll see that tick up and he'll be in that tatum range maybe even higher than that at some point. So, uh, so at least there's room to improve throughout the season, but, uh, but they, the players take it so damn seriously. Right. And that's a good point is that a, like there is room for these ratings to go up or down based on in season play. So like if Kawhi Leonard, it gets hurt again and is out, you're going to see that rating go down. If, if book comes out on fire, you'll see his rating go up, but you are right because like, outside of individual awards which which only include like the best of the best in a given season i don't know if there's any other ranking or rating system that the players like unanimously take to heart more than 2k ratings because there is no like maybe espn rank back in the day but it still doesn't measure up to what am i in 2k like what's my rating in 2k i think it's more lighthearted for some of the players because they see it as like oh i should be better than this i'm gonna prove them wrong or you know things like that but i i personally i hate these type of things um rankings and ratings and that type of shit but if the players take it seriously that or if they care about it then it's something that we care about so right if if they're gonna tweet about it we're gonna talk about it because yeah 
the beginning of September. And what else are we going to do here? Exactly. <laughs> well, and like, I don't mind some of the ratings fine. Like, you know, if somebody's doing the top 100 players, uh, you know, and it's, and every site does that in the off season, yeah. that gets a bit tiring, but this yeah. is, this is a cultural thing, right? It's, it's yeah. an important thing to an entire subsection of, of NBA fans is, How's my guy rated? How am I going to be able to play with him? Uh, mm-hmm. Players obviously are, are in the game playing online as themselves and against guys. Like there is some meaning to it to to some people beyond just some guy putting together uh, you know a hundred players that he's ranking. This is this has more gravitas to it, which sounds weird because it's a video game, but in reality, it means a lot more than than anything anybody's going to write about about it. So. Well, A. Phoenix brings up a good point. They said that's because players nowadays have grown up playing the game. And you got to give 2K credit. Like, they have created an entire community around this video game from the exclusive content. I know people who who don't even play the game, but subscribe to all of the offerings that the game provides to them from, like I said, exclusive content and just behind-the-scenes information and cool stuff that comes along with that community. So, I mean, while it is a video game, and I do think it's funny that we put so much weight on this, it is it, it is a legitimate business. It's a legitimate space for so many basketball fans and culture of fans of the culture of basketball can go and congregate and get all of get access to all of this kind of stuff. Well, I mean, hell, Ronnie Two K is now a star. Right. I mean, the the guy who just helps announce the ratings. That's part of the the two K family. There, uh, you know, is is now a, a fairly big star. It has a huge social media following. If you're if you're into the game, you know who he is. If you saw him, uh, you know, walking around summer league or anywhere else, you'd recognize him. Like he's a big deal, and that's just based on being tied to the video game, not even uh, as a player. So that, that in and of itself speaks to how important this is. Right. He literally, we talked to him, caught up with him in summer league. And before we chased him down into the tunnel there, he was literally signing autographs from fans (laughs) on the way into the tunnel. Like he's not as big as one of the players, but he's a guy that you recognize now. And um, it is pretty cool. We'll, we actually will have clips from that interview later in the week, closer to the, release date of 2k but it was interesting to hear what he had to say about book being the cover athlete and um how they chose him the photography session because that was the first photo shoot that they ever did for a 2k cover so um it is it is very cool how big this has become and obviously for book being a cover athlete of a game that he's been playing for so long and has been on his bucket list is a really cool thing yeah, a lot of people in the chat bringing up the old school NBA Live. And look, for my money, NBA Live 95 still the best basketball <laughs> simulation uh, ever. So if you can go pick mm-hmm. up an emulator of that one, uh, you'll enjoy it. Used to rock that game hard back back in the day. Can I share a, a 2K story, though? Yeah, uh, I feel yes. I feel like summer's when I just dump all these stories <laughs> of my of my time with the team because uh, we're filling time, I think, is mm-hmm. what this is called. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have an NBA uh, 2K story, and it, Ronnie 2K sent me an advanced copy of the game back in, I think it was 2K uh, 13, and mm-hmm. I was doing uh, media day uh, 
kind of little videos for for social and YouTube. And I got the game right before I went down for uh, for media day. And I'm looking at it, you know, and obviously the Suns weren't good. So no cover athlete or anything that they were going to have. But I flipped the box over and I'm looking, you know how they have the little photos on the back on the back. Gerald Dudley is literally getting dunked on. He's getting posterized in one of those photos. And I was like, oh, this is great. So I bring it down. And Shane, if you have that photo, let's throw it up there. I, I bring the game down and I show Gerald Dudley him getting his ass dunked on and then proceeded to show each of his teammates. And it, they had a field day with it, giving him crap. And he was pissed off. He's like, I, I got to call my people. How is this happening? Uh, and it was one of my favorite 2K memories because that was when I realized how serious players took it because Dudley was it was it was offended you could tell he was offended and then uh you could you could tell his teammates really loved giving him crap for it so that was my one of my favorites that's amazing I bet you though he took that in great stride Jared Dudley of course um as what you said Gerald and did I say Gerald yeah. I'm, so, I'm so used to Gerald <laughs> I have such respect for one Gerald Bourget I I just whenever I can Jared Dudley yes I know I know her man's name but he's so funny that I feel like he probably remembers that forever and probably brings it up in conversation randomly just knowing just knowing his personality he's such a goofball Oh yeah, oh and, and people bring it up, uh, and now I remember. Yeah, Jer- uh, Jared's dead to me because he was on the coaching <laughs> staff with that Mavs team, so he is Gerald Dudley now uh, <laughs> to me. He could be Chris Dudley to me. I don't care anymore. Uh, he's 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 a persona non grata around here now. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, uh, we have something fun to tell all the people about. It is the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season. And that is Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em Games. So this is a new partner of ours here at PHNX. And all you have to do is download this app and then just look for your favorite or your least favorite player's stats. Pick whether you think they'll end up with a higher or lower total than that number in this week's game. And you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. So pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry. Get all your picks right, and you'll take home some cold, hard cash with the opportunity, again, to win up to 20 times your money in a single game. You can search in the App Store or click the link in the show notes and sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX, and get in on the action today. Now, S.Y., I know you've been tinkering around on this app. Um, give us the lowdown. What what's it like? I got that sweet, sweet free cash. Uh, I won't divulge how much I, uh, how much I've deposited. So, but so I got, your father-in-law doesn't I, call you again? I, it was my actual dad. It wasn't oh, my father-in-law, but my I'll tell you, I got the free hundy. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun though. I actually. I didn't even bet on I didn't bet on football. I went for baseball this weekend because I figure, you know, all my bets are going to be very football heavy over the next uh, eighteen weeks here. But I, I w- took uh, Madison Bumgarner to throw under ninety five pitches, uh, Christian Walker to have over five fantasy points that they calculate for hits and and different things, and then I forget who was pitching for for Milwaukee, but I, I picked that. 
he would throw less than 120 pitches. Uh, and I could have won like two, 300 bucks. I fell short on, on two legs of it. I, but, uh, but it was exciting. Like I haven't paid close attention to a Dimebacks game in a while and I don't have to, I'm not on the D backs show, so that's fine. And this got me, this got me quite interested. I was paying attention to that box score quite, uh, quite closely, even uh, to just look at pitch counts, which is not usually the most exciting thing in baseball. And it was exciting today. So I highly recommend it. Use that code PHNX. The app is super easy to use. Get in there and enjoy some underdog fantasy. Shane Diefenbach, the mustache behind the Mac, said underdog is so damn fun. I know he's probably having a blast on that app. So make sure you guys get in on it and give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Also, speaking of Shane, this Saturday, starting at 3.30 p.m., uh, Four Peaks and us are going to have an ASU watch party as the Sun Devils take on Oklahoma State. You guys can come hang out with us, enjoy some uh, great food. We're going to have drink specials and a lot of fun. Plus, you get to watch the game on massive TVs. Nothing better than that. Check the link in our show notes to sign up for free. Just a reminder, though, to drink Four Peaks beer. You do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Yeah, so make sure you that, pencil that into your calendars. I believe they're going to have a 113-inch screen there that you can watch right. the game on. But what I will enjoy watching most is Shane losing his mind as they uh, <laughs> uh, as they have the ups and downs of a game. There's nothing quite like watching uh, Shane as he watches and experiences a sporting event, especially if he has any money on it as well. Yeah, it's definitely next level. So if you're if you're going to watch that game anyway, you may as well watch it at Four Peaks with the PHNX crew because it'll be that much more fun. All right, gentlemen, we've got more things to talk about around the sun. So we've got Emiliano Carchia. I hope I pronounced that right. He's the CEO of Sportando. He tweeted out, with Jason Tatum and John Morant getting a signature shoe deal with Nike and Jordan Brand, Sources tell me the next player to potentially get his own shoe with Nike is Devin Booker. Now, we've been talking about this for quite a few months now. Um, I think I told us back earlier this year, I know Devin met with Nike about this, I believe in January or February of this year. So we know it's been at least in the works, the conversations are being had. But this maybe gives us some insight as sooner rather than later. You know what this does is it makes me hate Jason Tatum and John Morant even more again. <laughs> Same two freaking guys, and they got the shoe and the higher rating. Uh, this is just a just book hatred here. Is to be fair, Jason Tatum is getting one with Jordan Brand, and I know Devin has been. I feel like Devin's been pretty adamant about wanting to stick with Nike. So we can kind of toss Jason Tatum to the side because it's a totally different brand. But John Morant, I totally get. I still think that that Devin's was tied, and this is pure speculation, no inside info, which is always what you guys come here for is my speculation. But uh, my guess is it was tied to uh, the Kobe uh, shoe situation with Nike and having to try to figure out how to get that back because uh, – Kobe's uh, wife, uh, his widow, had uh, had taken the the brand away from Nike there for a short time, and, and the players were all kind of trying to scrounge up the uh, the remaining inventory. They came back to Nike uh, this last year, so I'm sure that that was part of it. Because I know Book loves wearing the Kobe's. It wouldn't shock me if it's some 
version of a of a Kobe or under that under that Kobe label as a as an athlete there. Yeah, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't there like a select designated number of shoes per player? Yeah. So have? our very own Suns Twitter member Jordan Karchner responded to that tweet from Emiliano and said that um, Jaw and Book aren't getting added to Nike. They're taking Kyrie and PG slots. So again, if my Google search serves me well today, um, <laughs> Nike has only five NBA players with signature shoes right now. And I believe it's LeBron, Giannis, KD, Kyrie, and PG. So oh. based on what I'm all putting together, it's like Kyrie and PG's contracts are coming to an end and Jaw will move into one and Book will move into the other. Who was buying Paul George's shoes? Like that just seems like an odd fit. I, I don't know. That just I, I never heard anybody clamoring, I need to get the new Paul George's, right? I've heard Kyrie. <laughs> never heard Paul George's shoes or what I need to get in. Yeah, that's bizarre to me. I will say though, like, as much as it does suck that it appears as though Jaw's gonna get a shoe before book. I kind of get it, right? So when we're talking about signature shoes, who do who do you guys think is the target demographic for that? In my opinion, I would go more towards the youth, like young mm. players who are, you know, playing AAU basketball or they're still in high school, like wanting to attach to some of their favorite players' shoes and wear them during their games. And we talked about this before. Jaw has a little bit more pull as far as that younger demographic goes because of the flashiness of his game and the way that he kind of carries himself via social media and just talking more to the public than Devin does. Devin's got that old soul. I feel like he resonates more with older generations sometimes. Yeah. But how much does the the fact that he's a fat becoming a fashion icon and in some ways play into it too. Uh, you know, you would think that that makes him an intrig intriguing option to Nike for that factor, because, you know, not only can you do, on the court shoes, but there's a whole world of other things that you can open up with him too. I think that's where the cash cow might be when it comes to, to Devin Booker. And, but they've and already kind of tapped into that, mm -hmm. right? Like with yeah. the Moss Point shoe and then the other shoe that wasn't a Nike signature shoe, but it was kind of like associated with Devin that came out over the summer. I think they're already trying to tap into that. But as far as a, a signature shoe is always a basketball shoe, is it not? Yeah, it is, but I think that I, I think that they know that keeping him happy is a key to being able to leverage those other side of things, and giving him a signature shoe uh, is a big part of that. Now, I think you're right. You're gonna, you know, in a lot of younger guys are gonna want the shoes that the guy making the highlights, you know, the John Morant highlight reel, uh, you know, is wearing. So that makes sense. I mean. It, Jordan brand became so big because of the highlights that Jordan had while wearing the shoes. You know, the, you remember the iconic uh, dunk contest from the free throw line. I mean, that made an entire brand there. I mean, that is the jump man logo even right there. And, and he did it while wearing his own signature Nike shoes. So the highlights are a huge part of this. You're right, Lindsay. Yeah. And I, I think with jaw, there's a certain universal appeal just because he is that highlight machine because he is a very young player who's coming into the league. He's only been here a couple of years. And for right now, the trajectory just seems to be onward and upward for him and for his team. Whereas book's been around for a while now and his team is finally 
at the same level that he has been at for a while. Um, so I, I understand why Jaws in there. And I think with Tatum, you know, you're, you're trying to leverage that major Boston market in the process. Mm-hmm. The, Cel- the Celtics are, you know, one of the NBA's longest lasting and most prestigious brands as a team. So I get that compared to a team like Phoenix that's, you know, we're known for being the team that's been around for the longest without winning a title. Um, but it is cool that Book has been individually great enough and now his team has been great enough for him to be in that same conversation because I think we all agree he more than deserves it by now. Well, especially when you take into consideration that not, there's five slots, at least as far as I'm aware, there's five slots for Nike to have a player have a signature shoe. That's impressive. No matter which way you look at it or who gets in first or second or whatever, that's super impressive. And if Book does end up getting a signature shoe with Nike, whenever that does happen, he should be really proud of himself. And that's going to rake in a boatload of money as well if we want to even like throw that side of it in. But just from like a pride standpoint and his accomplishments, like that's a big one. It's huge. I mean, when you consider that his on-the-court earning just for for basketball has hit almost half a billion, right? And then you add in uh, any of his endorsement deals on top of that. I mean, this is a guy, if he plays it right, can be one of those billion-dollar athletes and do it in a non-traditional market. Mm-hmm. It's proof that that the player and not where they're playing is, is the important portion now and that you don't need a giant market to be one of those guys. And you know, book has, has big aspirations beyond his playing time too. And he's building a mini empire with mm-hmm. it. And it, and he should be proud of if he's one of the five guys uh, with a signature shoe, because as we all know, uh, you know, it's that be legendary moniker and he's trying to live up to that. And so far he's done a hell of a good job. And this is just another step in it. Yeah. Right. Book's he's super a... low key, but he's, he's super low key about everything, but he's building a huge empire for himself and his name and his brand. And that, that's like generational change for his mm-hmm. family moving forward. And, and that's, that's just really dope to see from a guy that we've been cheering on for, his entire career who has been so loyal to us and here in Phoenix, as far as the fan base goes, like we haven't had that in a while. And it feels like, I just think we need to take a step back. And cause sometimes I feel like we get so caught up in like, how was book disrespected or why was he left off this? Or why was he, you know, not given X, Y, and Z. But at the same time, like book has done amazing things and we've all been a part of that as well. Not, directly involved but you know what i mean we also get to enjoy this with him so sometimes i think we just need to remind ourselves of how awesome it is to have a guy like devin booker on our team yeah right you talk about oh god gerald i was gonna say yeah he's made phoenix an nba pillar again and it hasn't been since steve nash was here and winning mvps so it is cool to see that and he's had Probably the best summer of anyone that I could name, honestly. He got the Supermax. He got the cover of NBA 2K. Hopefully the shoe deal will be lining up soon. Um, you know, him and Kendall patch things up. So, like, he's having a pretty great summer, I got to say. He's pretty good at having good summers. Last summer was the finals trip, a gold medal. You know, he's, he's good <laughs> at, at owning the offseason and the, and the summer months here. But you, you bring up generational wealth, Lindsay, but generational impact too, right? There will be a kid that's growing up now, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old, 
that someday 30 years from now when they re-release a shoe is going to be sitting there debating should i drop 160 bucks or by then 360 bucks uh, on a re-release of this signature shoe like i sit here and debate that daily if i should put that money down on the barclays that they re-released from 94 so so like that's he's going to be remembered in big ways in this town and by people around the NBA. And this is just another, uh, you know, touch point in that. Yeah. And, and honestly, like as polarizing as Devin is, because I feel like he's one of those players like jaw is, is um, the way I like to think about it is jaw would be the TikTok influencer book would be the Instagram influencer, right? Like both bring really great value, but two totally different ways of approaching their brands, if you will. Um, But even though Devin is so polarizing, he's one of those guys that whether you love him or you hate him, you're going to always be talking about him and you're going to remember the things that he's done throughout his career. Yeah, definitely. Uh did you did you have to make him the Instagram influencer though? Give him some space from Kendall, right? I mean, what other app is there? Those are the two main ones right now. Oh my goodness! All right, we're gonna take a quick break because I want to tell you guys about Game Time. It is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows, you name it. And you can save up to 60% on on tickets when you buy last minute. So that means if you're like me and you're a procrastinator, game time's got you covered. You don't have to worry. And if you love PHNX, then you'll love game time. And the best way to support us is by buying our tickets through the link in the description or the show notes of this show. Uh, We had a friend over at CHGO look for tickets that he could not find anywhere else he found them on game time he also got a discount and he said their customer service because he had um something come up and he reached out to customer service and they helped them out a ton they were super easy to work with so if you guys are looking for tickets to an upcoming game or a concert make sure you check out game time and check them out by using the link in our show notes because it definitely helps us out a lot so i I saw earlier today that the most expensive ticket for Sunday's NFL games is a Cardinals Chiefs ticket that's going for $24,000, right? $24,000. But with the game time app, it's not the same ticket. I think it's slightly in a different part of the stadium, but you can get one for for $99. So that's super affordable. Yeah, I mean, if you're especially if you're if you're looking for that last second ticket, and I'm sure these prices will vary even more when you get closer to game time because people are going to get a little bit more desperate to to unload those tickets. So keep an eye on it; great way to do it. Use that code PHNX or, or click on the link. Excuse me, that we have in the in the notes here. Yeah, click that link. Also, we want to give you some free stuff, and you know our friends over at OGs love giving you guys free stuff. So if you have not already. Make sure that you go and enter into our Flavoring Life sweepstakes because one lucky winner will receive three, yes, three bags of OGs, including their orange creamsicle and tropical flavors. They're also going to get an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of their choice, and a PHNX annual membership. To sign up for the Flavoring Life sweepstakes, all you have to do is head on over to gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. Um, and make sure you sign up multiple times because you can enter as many times as you want over the month. So I would recommend doing that daily. 
But if you don't want to wait till the end of the month to get your hands on some OGs, you can always find them online at ogsbrands.com, on Instagram at ogsbrands, or you can find them at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. You guys, we've made things so much easier for you now. Literally everything is in our show notes. Every single thing Just that you need there. is in our show you notes. You need groceries, go click there. It'll buy them for you automatically. Need a date? I'm sure you could figure out a way to make that happen in the show notes. Need a new car? I don't know. Anything you need, just go in the show notes. By the way, would you guys ever pay $24,000 no. for a ticket to anything? Absolutely anything. not. No. no, I would if I know it's impossible now, but let's say there anything's possible in this. I'd pay it for a Beatles reunion. Okay. I, I, I would pay that uh, for the experience of that. Maybe I'd watch somebody's Insta story. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I'm not about to empty my entire life savings on one concert. <laughs> I take it me. back. <laughs> if if I was guaranteed that the Suns were going to win a championship in that game. Uh, like it was a game seven right. of a finals and somebody was like, it's happening. Like there's no doubt I'd pay $24,000 to be there. Dang. I don't know, man. That's, that's a lot of money. And the way that we cover concerts and games these days with like great camera <laughs> angles, it's almost like you, I get you cannot compare what you see on social or TV with the atmosphere. I totally agree with that. But is the atmosphere worth $24,000? Yes. <laughs> For me, yes. I don't know, man. I don't know about now, that one. Now, I, I would wind up divorced and, and broke because That's I did two. all that. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'd be able to say I was there, right? Oh, that'd be a great 30 for 30, oh divorced and destitute. <laughs> Just live in the studios from now on. Oh, no. That'd be so sad. But it would be oh. really, we would We would love hearing the stories of how it all went down, Espo. We would feel really bad for you, but we would want all the, the tea. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Dario Saric. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, still playing basketball overseas. He had two games that he played in over the weekend. So the First game against Great Britain, he had 15 points, eight rebounds, five assists, and a block. And then yesterday against Estonia, he had 15 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, and two steals. And then, Gerald, you watched the game that they played today. How did he do in that one? Uh, it was kind of mixed results, honestly. There was uh, They lost that game 81-76 to Italy. It was their fourth kind of group stage game. Um, and he finished with 10 points, eight rebounds, three assists, six turnovers, shot four of eight from the floor, two of four from three-point range. Um, their final group stage game is going to be Thursday. So I think they are two and two right now. They're going to need to beat Ukraine, um, I think, to advance. But it's it's kind of been a mixed bag for Dario. He has not shot the ball well, I think, over these four games. He's shooting like 36%, 33 from three. Um, but he has rebounded the ball pretty well. I think he's still kind of working off some of the rust. And we need to bear in mind that overseas style of play is very different here. If you've watched these Croatia games, you might have a few questions about what the Croatian coach is doing out there because he has not called, called very many timeouts to stop opposing teams' runs. Um, you know, a lot of their offense is just running through Bojan Bogdanovic, creating off the dribble. They don't have a lot of movement or ball movement. Um, and also overseas, the spacing is a little more cramped and assists. They are a little bit stingier with crediting players for assists. 
So all of that combined, it's a little bit tougher to score and to put up big numbers in overseas competition. So part of that's what we're seeing. Part of it is just Dario working off some of the rust with his shot. And I'm okay with that. He's getting a precursor to the NBA season, which can only be good for the Suns. Look, Dario is used to coaches not calling timeouts when teams are on runs. <laughs> That's a Monty uh, thing oh, there, boy. too. He's pulled that <laughs> off many a times as well. But, yeah, it, it's an uglier – I mean, I hate to say it, but it's an uglier brand of basketball uh, in the Eurobasket, too. It's a lot of fouls. There's a lot of you know slowed-down play at times uh, in this as well. What worries me – and it's not a huge worry, but they're not exactly playing the powerhouses of basketball. Great Britain, Estonia, Italy, not exactly the, uh, you know, uh, the greatest of the great when it comes to the Eurobasket uh, competition. So I was hoping he might be able to get it going a little bit more, but he's going to have to shake off the rust. One I care is going to be middle of October when the Suns uh, – you know, tip it off. How does he look then? And even then, I really don't care until how he looks in March. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's like the barely beating Estonia thing was kind of weird. Losing to Italy was peculiar as well. But I mean, I do like they put up a good fight against Greece in a classic Giannis performance in the first game. Uh, they beat the crap out of Great Britain, who's not very good in the second. Um, and honestly, today they should have won. They were up four, I think, going into the fourth quarter. And then, again, their coach, their offense just kind of died down and fizzled out for whatever reason. Um, so I, I wouldn't read too much into the competition level, but I do think, you know, we have not seen a great Dario game yet. We've seen a couple. The two that he had over the weekend were much better. Um, hopefully he'll get it going again against Ukraine. But to this point, it, it's just a different level of competition and a different type because a lot of these other teams that were looking at their rosters and not seeing a lot of NBA recognizable names, that means those teams have a little bit more cohesion because they've played together, they've been practicing together. Some of these other teams, even like Croatia that has Ivica Zubats, Dario Saric, Bojan Bogdanovic, these are all guys that spend most of the season playing on separate teams, not playing within the system. So there's a little less maybe chemistry in some of these cases too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe future teammates there. Maybe. The Bojan and well, maybe Dario, they're swapping spots. Um, <laughs> Can he recruit? <laughs> I mean, I would say like, did we, did we really realistically expect Dario to come out and just be this huge flash of great basketball right from the jump? Or did we also kind of go into this? Did we actually go into this thinking, okay, this is his first time playing competitive basketball in a really long time. He's got to get his feet wet. He's probably still working through conditioning and really trying to find confidence as well in his body throughout this time. So I'm not going to put too much stock in exactly how Dario is playing because I think more than anything, this is going to be a, a huge mental boost for him heading into the NBA season of him knowing that he can trust his body moving forward. Oh, yeah. Like, that's uh, the biggest thing for me. Wholeheartedly. I mean, I didn't expect him to come out and drop 30 on on somebody. I mean, even the Estonias and Italys and Great Britons of the world, I didn't, I didn't expect that. I mean, he's rebounded well, which is encouraging because that's a place where the Suns have struggled. So, uh, so he's he's still. 
doing that well. Set a hell of a pick today. I mean, an <laughs> Italian guy flopped worse than a soccer player from his country uh, in it, but he set a hell of a pick. Uh, like, he's doing the little things, which, to your point, Lindsay, it's all about gaining confidence and being able to do those. And eventually the offense, the, the stamina, all those kind of things, all, all those kind of things come back. And he has – in in certain games he shot well from deep so that's that's encouraging too i'm not i'm not overly concerned but at, at this point in any way so yeah and i i do think the biggest thing for me might be the minutes totals cuz he's averaging about 27 minutes a game um and that's huge for a guy coming off two knee injuries in his first kind of real competition um it shows that the work he's put in in the off season has got him to a point where he's comfortable playing 27 28 29 30 minutes a game for croatia that's huge he's not going to play that much on the suns obviously but it's it's a good sign that his body is responding well in his first bit of action since he's been back Gaines in the chat said dario left his cape in phoenix so yeah no worries once he gets back here he'll put that back on he'll be good to go super dario that we know and love <laughs> gerald is, is he going to play center or is he going to play power forward this year uh, that's a good question. I think he's going to play center for the time being, but honestly, it depends on what they do with Jay Crowder and if they make any of these trades, because anything could change in a given moment. All right. Okay. One quick thing that I do kind of want to bring up. I know we weren't planning on talking about this, but easy and a few other people in the chat have asked what's going on or have we heard anything as far as the Robert Sarver situation goes? The reason why we haven't talked about it, you guys is because there hasn't been any new news on the situation, which is unfortunate, of course, for everyone who is hoping to find a resolution here and at least get some inside information as to what this investigation uncovered or found out or didn't find out, whatever it may be. Um, some closure would be nice for everyone involved, including people on the outside from the fan base. So unfortunately, we just haven't heard anything as far as I'm aware. Espo, have uh you? I've heard people on the inside asking what the heck is going on. Same. Like uh, that they, they don't even know. So at this point I'm done guessing on when it's going to happen uh, and, and what's going to, going to happen. I mean, it's just, it's been, it's been awkwardly quiet on that front. And a handful of times we heard it was close and now we've heard nothing. The last thing we heard from the commissioner back at summer league was a resolution is close. Well, we're now, six weeks away from summer league or something like that. I mean, I guess the resolution wasn't that close and I, I, I'm, I'm shocked that we're almost to another season and we haven't heard anything, yeah. even a, we found nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, you've heard absolutely zero about it. Uh, and not even, Hey, there's legal challenges to our investigation. Nothing dead silence. Yeah. It's bizarre. Right. And I understand being thorough, but it is frustrating because they have provided multiple, oh, it's coming soon. Oh, it's going to be by here. It's going to be by here. And we still haven't gotten an update. And it would be nice to get that resolution and that closure, whatever it might be, whatever form it might take. Um, there are a lot of people that were interviewed for this. There are a lot of people who were affected by this, by being an employee of this organization for that entire time. So it would be nice if whatever is holding this up, whatever reason the NBA is dragging his feet would no longer be a thing here in the near future. Cause it's, it's been long enough. But rest assured, if anything does come out, we will have a conversation here about it. Um, that's what we're here for to have conversations around things that are topical 
with one of our favorite teams, if not our favorite team here in the Valley. Um, so just know that when it comes, when or if it comes out, we'll definitely talk about it. Okay. So the last thing I want to tell you guys about is, of course, the fact that first week of the NFL season is finally here. And DraftKings Sportsbook app has a hookup for all of you guys listening and watching right now. Because right now, new customers can bet just $5 to get $200 in free bets instantly when you sign up using the promo code PHNX. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings uh, early win promotion. So it's pretty simple. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You use promo code PHNX. Then you bet on an NFL team to win. And if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses in the end, as long as they lead by 10 points during that game, you're going to get your money. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restriction apply. See show notes for details. If if only the NBA had that rule, the Suns would have a championship already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Shit. Too soon, as well. Um, we do have a pick of the week for you guys and surprise, surprise, I brought it this week. So let me know what you guys think. So we got a triple G versus Canelo coming up next weekend. It's a really big fight. Everyone's really looking forward to it. The third time that these two will be facing off. So I went on the DraftKings Sportsbook app just to kind of see what the numbers were looking at. And right now a draw is plus 1800. So $25 bet on that will get you a $475 payout. You remember the first time these two fought back in 2017, it ended in a draw. Now, I'm not sure that this one will actually end in a draw, but I'm sure it'll be pretty close. I think a lot of people would be super pissed if it ended in a draw. So personally, not hoping for that. But at plus $1,800, especially if you've got those free bets, for a $475 payout, I would definitely drop $25 dollars on those odds and then me personally i'm taking triple g by decision or technical decision and that is at a plus 650 so a 25 dollar bet will get you a 187 dollars 50 payout um personally i'm pulling for triple g here canelo won the last time it'd be nice if triple g got one i think it would be really exciting for boxing i don't come from me if you're on canelo's side i don't i don't want your i don't want the the beef i don't want the smoke none of that um but I, yeah i'm gonna take triple g i didn't understand Lindsay anything Lindsay just said <laughs> not a word as well you gotta come over and watch some boxing they, they're really fun to watch they're super maybe, fun maybe. <laughs> shane's upset in the chat shane is really mad at me um sorry shane but those are really good odds and i just think it would be really fun if triple g was able to pull this one off then you have a draw you have Canelo winning the second one, Triple G winning the third one. I feel like it would shake things up within boxing a lot. And then maybe we get a fourth one. Who knows? Who knows? I know Triple G is getting a little bit older, but you'd be surprised. Anyway, I, that's every time you say Triple G, I think it's some new Guy Fieri show or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> well, Shane's upset. Eli's on my team, says Team Triple G. Jose said Canelo going to put Triple G to sleep. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but whatever. <laughs> both, both fights have been really close. So that's why I feel like the draw is not a bad bet to make because they are, it's probably going to be a really close fight. So the potential is there. Again, I think it would be really shitty and I'd be super pissed if it ended in a draw unless 
I had money coming into me. Um, but still, I'm just saying. So that's your pick of the week. This time brought by me. Uh, if you lose on those bets, don't don't blame me though. <laughs> Please at her at Lindsay Smith A Z and put your Venmo in there so she can repay your bet. <laughs> Or your cash app. What no, send it to Espo. Espo will be the one who pays you back for that. Yeah, one. sure. I wouldn't even know who won. So, yeah, <laughs> sure. Thank you guys for joining us today. We appreciate you as always. We will see you tomorrow, same place, same time, 2 p.m., right here on our YouTube channel. Or you can catch us whenever on whatever platform you get your podcast on. Just make sure that you guys hit the like button on your way out. Or if you're listening to this, Leave us a five-star review, rate, subscribe, all the things. It helps us out a lot. Um, until we see you tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, Gerald Dudley, all-time great Phoenix son. Ahoy, ahoy.